Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. Hey, Horn Frogs, this is Andrew Youngblood, Chi Alpha Director here at TCU, and I'm here with the lovely Alicia Youngblood. What's up, guys? <laughs> what are we talking about today, Alicia? So today we're going to talk about hearing the voice of God. Uh, why? Why Why did we randomly decide to do that? <laughs> well, um, we preached on discovering God's plan for your future at our worship service on Monday night. And uh, if you haven't heard that sermon yet, that's totally okay. You can listen to it beforehand or after this podcast, um, but it is up on our podcast. And so we can't comprehensively cover every aspect of a topic like this on a podcast, but we can dive a little bit deeper. We can draw out some more scripture, tell some stories, and hopefully give you a little bit more practical examples of how to walk out hearing the voice of God in your life. Yeah. When we're thinking about talking God's plan for our future, there are certain questions that come up, you know, like, does God really speak? Does he want to speak to me? If so, How? How do I know it's his voice and not just me? Why doesn't he speak to me like he does to other people? Am I defective or something? What's wrong with me, right? Um, We've all had questions like this arise when we're trying to hear the voice of God. And it's so normal to wonder these things. So we're going to talk through some of these questions and talk about some of the barriers to hearing God's voice as well. So our first question is, does God really speak? Does he want to speak to me? So Andrew, what are your thoughts on this question? Yeah, I think I think this is a good question because it's it's one a lot of us wrestle with uh, in our lives, and Christians struggle with this question because maybe they haven't heard an audible voice yeah, of God, yeah. or they haven't gotten a sense that God might be saying something to them specifically, or or maybe only their super spiritual friends have leveled up to hearing Jesus' status. Right? <laughs> like that's how they feel. So maybe they just assume that He doesn't want to talk to them personally, or He's just silent. And I've I've felt this at times. Mm-hmm. Um, But as I begin to kind of dig into scripture around this, it appears that actually one of the defining characteristics of the God of the Bible is how much he really does speak. Yeah. And how verbal he really is in the Mm -hmm. world. Like according to scripture, he spoke the world that we know into existence, right? God said, let there be light, right? Uh, Jesus is referred to as the word uh, in scripture. In the beginning was the word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's in John chapter one. And and then in, uh, in John 14, Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit would tell us what he hears from Jesus, and he would remind us of things that he said. And uh, even it, when we talk about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, five of the nine gifts of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12 actually involve speaking, mm-hmm. right? So words of wisdom, words of knowledge, words of prophecy, uh, speaking in other languages and interpretation of other languages. So scripture also referred to... <laughs> As the word of God, yeah, (laughs) right? Written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So while I totally understand that all of us may feel frustrated at times that he's not speaking or not speaking in the way that we hope that he will, like when we really start to dig in a little bit, we see that the Christian God, the God of the Bible, uh, not only isn't silent, but he appears to go to great lengths to communicate with us. In fact, it seems to me that speaking to us uh, is God's desired default rather than a special exemption. Hmm. It's his default rather than a special exemption. So one of the passages of scripture that's most helpful to kind of frame this for us, I feel like, is John 10. And uh, in John 10, Jesus is, is talking about himself as the good shepherd. And he says this about himself and those that follow him in this in this passage. So starting in verse 2, But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice. So the sheep recognize the shepherd's voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Uh, In verse 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Uh, And then he says this, they will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Hang on. We're talking about sheep. We're talking about a shepherd. What yeah. in the world is going on here? And uh, and if you haven't read much of the Bible, you 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 might not know that Jesus often spoke in kind of allegory. So he's not actually calling you a sheep, but what he is using is an analogy that historically in that time people would understand. And so he's kind of using that to them and calling those of us that follow Jesus sheep, like yeah. he is a shepherd. He's the one leading those of us who follow him. Right. It was an agricultural society, right? Yeah. So he's using pictures— that they would have understood, so the shepherd and the sheep and that kind of thing. I don't think that there's a better passage to indicate that not only does Jesus want to speak to us, but that he wants to speak to us personally, right? This this passage says he calls them by name. Yeah. There's an individual response there. He wants to lead us, right? It says he walks ahead of the sheep and they follow him. He wants to speak to us enough that we recognize when voices aren't his, right? Because that passage says that the sheep recognize his voice, and they won't follow a stranger because they know his voice. They don't know the stranger's voice. And so this is a truth that's spoken from Jesus himself. And so I think if we'll frame our thinking around the truth that Jesus does want to speak, that God does kind of his default is to to, to desire to speak to us, um, I think it can be helpful when we think through this. Because I think at times we think, man, he wants to be, I mean, he's a silent God. He doesn't speak. Well, why don't we just lean into the truth that we know Mm. that Jesus said this about himself Mm -hmm. and about his followers. And so I just, it's our belief in Chi Alpha and and Alicia and I's that that he wants to speak to you about all the areas of your life. Yeah. So let's go into this a little bit. Like what are some different ways that God speaks to us? um, And and how does he speak these days in modern times, you know, not sheep, not shepherd, (laughs) but like how does God, our father, Speak to us. Yeah, so we see from Scripture that God uh, speaks to His people in, in a number of ways. Yeah. And what Scripture indicates is that the Holy Spirit, who is God, right? We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who communicates with and leads us in a number of ways now that Jesus has ascended into heaven. Um, and so we can be led by the Holy Spirit. And there's Scripture after Scripture that talks about that, talking about living by the Spirit, walking mm-hmm. by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. And like I mentioned before, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will teach us and remind us the things that Jesus is saying. All of the things that we're about to mention kind of filter through the voice of the Holy Spirit, who's communicating what Jesus and the Father are trying to communicate to us. And so our first one is His Word, that God speaks through Scripture. Yeah, absolutely. So his word, the Holy Spirit, as we're reading his word, as we're hearing his word, the Holy Spirit is kind of illuminating his word for us. So one of my favorite things that I heard a preacher say one time was, if you want to hear the audible voice of God, read your Bible out loud. Whoa, (laughs) boom, mic drop, right? So um, it's because in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. God uses scripture to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. The Bible was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit uses it to guide us as we read it. So one of the best ways to hear God speak is to read the Bible. Um, We will always emphasize scripture in Chi Alpha because that's where we find a lot of the other ways that God speaks to his people. That's where we learn more about prayer and some of these other things we're going to talk about. Um, 
But yeah, the Holy Spirit uses God's word to speak to our lives relevantly and in different seasons. So um, currently, just in the past few weeks, I know for me, um, something that I've just randomly been hit with is a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety around things with our kids, things with our future, things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was so cool because I was reading in Psalms, which is what I'm reading right now, and Psalms 34 And uh, verse four, it says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. Hmm. And so I'm reading and I'm just like, whoa, hang on. Like the Holy Spirit just kind of, that that verse just hit my heart. And I was like, wow, God wants to free me from my fear. He wants to help me walk through my fear. And I kept reading and it was so cool because in verse seven, it said, the angel of the Lord is a guard and he surrounds and defends all who fear him. Right? So another time, like just... Just something spoke in my heart and said, I'm around you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to defend you. And what's so cool is that God does that over and over. As we read his word, he will just highlight passages and speak straight to our situation. Yeah. It's when you're reading the Bible and then all of a sudden it seems like it's reading you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like reading your mail. Yeah. yeah, That's when the Holy Spirit is moving like, oh my goodness, it's not just something that was written thousands of years ago, but this is speaking directly to my situation. That's when the Holy Spirit is moving and and kind of illuminating that and, and kind of stirring our hearts to yeah. the Word of God. Yeah, and that's why we in Kaiapha talk about reading your Bible, Yeah, is that is a way that God will speak to you, God will speak to your situations, to your life, to the things going on, and that's one of the big ways. Right, right. Uh, the next one that we have here is prayer. And now Scripture talks a ton about prayer in a ton of different ways. We can ask God for things in prayer. We can try to align our hearts with God's by praying. We can mm-hmm. intercede on other people's behalf. We can intercede for ourselves. I mean, there's all this stuff, right? Um, but but Scripture, Jesus says, you know, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened, um, and anyone who asks shall receive. And I think there is a way that we can ask. He wants us to ask for his direction. Mm. He wants us to ask for his direction and his wisdom. And so when it comes to hearing his voice, one thing that's really important with prayer is to actually stop and listen. So so very often when we pray, it's just like word vomit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I need this. I need this. Will you help me with this test? Will you help me with this thing? You know, that kind of stuff. And then we just go, amen, and we walk away. Um, But in time of prayer, man, if we'll turn our ears to God as we're praying, take just be quiet for a second. And just listen and have it just like a listening disposition. I believe that God does speak to us in times of prayer as well. Alicia, you want to share a story of of when you've heard God's voice? Yeah, absolutely. So one time uh, I was just praying about this relationship that I had felt really hurt by. I, I just was feeling like, man, they just don't even care about me time and time again. They've hurt me. They've offended me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was like really hurt by it. I was just praying over it and saying like, God, this is this is something I'm struggling with. Uh, it's a family relationship, and I, I just can't stop being hurt. And I remember God just right as I was praying, he just almost interrupted my thought. Like, it was just yeah. crazy. It was this this thing that I was like, that wasn't me. Yeah. Um, but just in my heart, he said, but I care. Hmm. But I'm not trying to hurt you, and I am here for you. And I remember just crying because it was this moment that in the midst of talking to God and praying to God about the fact that I was feeling hurt and lonely and just kind of like nobody cared God reminded me that he did care, and he was there, and he was with me in that. Yeah, and so just to clarify, you didn't hear an audible voice. No, not an audible voice. So tell us what what that was for you. So for me, I think it was more of like a, 
it was almost so for me in that moment it actually was like almost like this thought popped in my brain Mm -hmm. so it it was not you know how you have like a a continual kind of stream of thought where you're like (laughs) i'm thinking this and i'm thinking this it's kind of orderly well it was like i was thinking in an order and my order was almost interrupted with Mm -hmm. a thought that was not what i had been thinking and so that's honestly probably the closest i've ever had to an audible voice from god but it wasn't actually like this like like yeah. heaven's parting, like the saith the Lord from the sky. But it was, I could tell and I knew that in that moment, that thought was not mine. And that was something that was too stark of a difference to the thing I had just been thinking mm-hmm. uh, for it to have been my own, you know, fabrication of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Thank you for clarifying that because I think that's important as yeah. we think about what is God, is is it his voice, is it not? You know, yeah. how do we discern that? So uh, the next one that we have here is like, Biblical, godly preaching or teaching or writing. So reading, godly preaching, teaching or writing. Mm -hmm. And so over and over in scripture, we see Paul telling believers in the churches, remember what we taught you. (laughs) Remember what we preached to you. And so, man, that is one of the ways that we can actually, we can actually hear the voice of God. So if you're involved in a local church or you're involved in in a campus ministry like Chi Alpha and you go to a worship service and there's someone preaching um, or you're listening to a podcast where someone's preaching or you're reading a book written by a Christian godly author, um, very often the Lord, the Holy Spirit, will speak through that specifically to where we are in life. I remember one time I was working and uh, I was sitting at my desk (laughs) and I was reading, I mean, I was listening to a sermon while I was working one day back when I had an IT job before ministry. And I remember listening to this guy preach about work and leisure. And I remember him talking about just the idea that in our culture, we often will do what he called weisure. <laughs> we're not really working. We're not yeah, really leisuring. Yeah. And man, at yeah. that moment in my life, I was just so convicted because I was so busy. I was so hurried. I was so yeah. everything. And I wasn't the most organized or anything. So I was never really working. I was never really leisuring. And he was kind of speaking about Sabbath and about the rest that God brings. And and it was just a, a moment where I felt like the Lord was just speaking to me about the way that I was working or not working, <laughs> the yeah. way that I was resting or not resting. Wow. And so that was a really powerful moment for me that the Holy Spirit spoke through preaching. And I could give you examples of, of reading godly books, you know, over and over and over. But uh, very often the Holy Spirit will speak to us and God will speak to us through uh, preaching, teaching, and, and reading. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Another way is through godly, wise mentors. So um, there are there are people that are incredibly wise that may not actually be godly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and although there's nothing wrong with listening to those type of people, that's not exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're talking about people that love the Lord. We're talking about people that know God and know his word enough to be able to kind of guide us and mentor us in the direction of what God would want us to do in our lives. So Proverbs over and over again talks about the benefits of wise counsel. And so um, going to people that know the Lord that are wise is an incredible way of of hearing God's voice and and getting direction from God. Mm -hmm. For example, one of the things that... um, that I've had happen in my life in recent years is like, you know, I'm really, me and Andrew were like, you know, shocker, like we're, we're struggling, right? Like we're fighting or whatever. Like, and that never happens with Christian couples, right? Like you never fight. You're never frustrated with each other. It's actually, no. Okay. Whether you're following Jesus or not, marriage is hard. And I remember like, sometimes I'd be like praying about it and, you know, and God would just kind of challenge me or convict me. And and I'm just like, man, I don't know. Am I the one that's wrong here? Is Andrew the one that's wrong here? What do I do? And I remember going to friends um, and just talking to them about it. And and the 
beauty of people that are wise counsel is I have friends that love me enough that'll say, you know what, Alicia, you're out of line here. Mm-hmm. You need to, you, this is not the way that God has asked you to love your husband and vice versa. I know yeah. Andrew has the same. Absolutely. And the reality is that wise counsel can convict us and can point out blind spots, can help us to see things that in our emotion and in the things that we're dealing with at the moment, we have a hard time hearing and, and seeing yes. what would God want us to do because yeah. we're so emotionally invested in what's going on. And, uh, and the cool thing is that godly counsel can help us to kind of be a voice of reason and a voice of wisdom in our lives in those moments. Yeah, that's such a good point. We're so emotionally invested that someone from the outside who's a godly person can see the blind spots yeah. and point them out to us. The next one is supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. So in 1 Corinthians 12, like I mentioned before, five of those are, are, are verbal gifts, you know, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, words of prophecy. Those are all a little bit different. Wisdom in the sense that um, somebody could speak to you about a situation that uh, with a supernatural wise comment, right? Words of knowledge, meaning they didn't know anything about what was yeah. going on, but they spoke to you and and they had a, a knowledge of something that was going on in your life, right? Uh, prophecy, meaning just like declaring God's uh, future for you, that kind of stuff. And other languages and interpretation of those languages, like very mm-hmm. often there's a prophecy kind of tied to that. And so all of those are kind of this supernatural. And we've seen those in our life. Can you, you want to share? A yeah, time that's yeah absolutely. So you read and hear about that and it's like, whoa, that sounds kind of freaky, <laughs> right? Like that's yeah. like, whoa, that's pretty out there. Um, and the reality is that, um, you know, God's, there are aspects of scripture that are kind of weird, you know, like we don't really blink about the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead three <laughs> days after he died. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, but like that word of knowledge thing, like someone yeah. reading my mail, that's not possible, right? right. <laughs> but the reality is like, yeah, it's it, it's happened. And it was so cool. So I remember one that really sticks out is um, I, Andrew and I were seriously dating um, and we were real, I was really kind of praying like, is this what you would have for me, God? Are we going to end up married? What is this? And I, and I was o- overseas, I was in Panama um, and I was spending some time there with some missionaries um, and just spending a month of my summer right before my senior year. And um, and there was this night that they had this guy. I don't even know who he was. I don't know where he was coming from. He was just some guest speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came in and he spoke a sermon and it was just really cool. And I remember him at the end of the service. He was like, hey, we're just going to pray. And we're just going to see if maybe God wants to say anything. Like it yeah. wasn't this freaky, crazy thing. <laughs> right. He just was like, we're just going to pray a minute and I'm going to see if God wants to say anything. And it was so crazy because like my heart starts beating and I'm just sitting in like the back row of hmm. this service and my heart starts beating. I'm like, oh shoot, he's going to talk to me. And I'm like, how do I know that? <laughs> like, how? I don't know. Yeah. But he literally, the first words, he turns to me, looks me in the eye and he's like, you. And I'm like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, I see you in a wedding dress. I see you on this joyous day. And God wants you to know that he is He is so excited. And this is you in his day as much as you in this man's day. And uh, and God's wow. there with you. And and what's so cool is that in that moment, we were re- I was praying and I was asking the Lord, um, you know, like, Lord, is Andrew the one you want me to marry? Or should I marry someone else? Like, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And it was so cool because, like, this guy knew nothing about my life. He yeah. knew nothing. He didn't know that this was something that I was struggling with. This was something that I was asking of God. But God used him to speak over me and just— confirm and clarify like hey this is the person that i would have for you yeah um and so that was a that was pretty crazy but also really really cool because i went back from that trip and i was just so excited we actually got engaged shortly after i didn't know that at that moment (laughs) andrew actually had the ring i had no idea that he had bought a ring already and so it just was really cool kind of god giving me permission 
yeah. to move forward with that step. And the cool thing about that too is that not only can we receive those words of wisdom or knowledge or prophecy, but God actually wants to speak through us too. Like yeah. we can receive those to give to other people. And uh, and I love that. Yeah. So this next one uh, is dreams, visions, images, pictures. Um, so actually, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the whole book of Revelation is nothing but this crazy wild dream, <laughs> right? That's so crazy. So John like receives like, I was in a trance, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it just is kind of, he kind of says, I was, I was in a dream and God gave me this vision of the future. Peter, it happens in Acts 10, you know, there's just different things throughout scripture where people have dreams or they have visions. And, uh, and so it's, it's, it's a way that God speaks to us sometimes as we're dreaming, sometimes as we're awake and we are praying, maybe we just get this picture or this image of something that God wants to share with us. And so, Andrew, you said you had uh, someone that had experienced yeah, that, right? So a dear friend of mine, Lennon Noland, he was at a conference one time and just in a, in a circle of people that were praying for one another. And as he's praying, he, uh, he starts to just kind of see in his mind. So it wasn't visible out in front of him, but just in his mind, he saw this, this person's a person's chest sort of like open and their heart was just falling out and falling onto the ground and breaking on the ground. And then it would just happen again and happen again. It was just kind of this repetitive thing. Yikes. Yeah, it was kind of gross. (laughs) But um, he didn't know what this was all about. But as he's praying, he just goes, hey, guys, I I just I'm seeing this picture of this happening just over and over. And uh, one of the girls in the circle just starts to weep. And she's like, that's me. My heart has been broken over and over and over. And 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 then so Lennon was able to like, God sees that. Yeah. And he wants you to know he loves you. He mm-hmm. wants you to know he wants to bring healing to your life. I mean, she's just weeping. And so he kind of got a picture or a vision or a, an image of what was happening. And some some people get words. Some people do get images like that. Yeah. And I would say like, you might be hearing some of this stuff and like, dude, someone just like read your mail about your wedding day. <laughs> someone gets this weird heart. Like, and, and I would say like, practice this stuff. Ask mm-hmm. for God to show you things like this. Um, you don't have to be some super Christian to receive things like this. Right. You also don't have to only receive things like this. Like pray for it. See yeah. if God might show you things in that way. Um, and, and, and ask if God would show other people things about your life mm-hmm. uh, in that way too, because it's it's a really cool way that God speaks. Yeah, and and we'll later talk about how you sort of test that, how you see, is it really God or is it yeah. not, that kind of thing. We'll talk about that in the next point. The last one here, and this is the one that everybody wants, <laughs> yeah, and maybe until they have one, but is this idea <laughs> of this, this divine manifestation or vision or like an audible voice. Yeah. So what I'm talking about here, and, and I think this is one of the least common, even in scripture, yeah. this is one of the least common. Paul in Acts chapter 9, he is blinded by the presence of Jesus that shows up and says, yeah. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Yeah. Like Jesus himself shows up and speaks audibly. Jesus, whenever he's baptized, um, and we see this in a few of the gospels, a voice from heaven mm-hmm. comes and says, this is my dearly loved son in whom I, I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. So there's this, there's a supernatural, yeah, just like you know, crazy. Super dramatic. Yeah, Moses in the burning bush, people that see angels. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff. I think a lot of us want like, God, what should my major be? Will you just show up and <laughs> yeah. do that? But usually people, when they see those things, they're horrified. <laughs> yeah. They fall, at yeah, least yeah, initially. They're scared. Yeah, they're scared. Yeah. There's face. a reason angels always say, do not be afraid, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, they're yeah. t- that'd be pretty terrifying. But to be honest, neither of us have had, no. that I know of, an Mm-mm. experience of no, that. No, definitely not. It is, it is biblical, but, but probably less common than we'd like for it to be. Yeah. So, Andrew, I'm curious for you, how do you most frequently hear? So of those things we just listed, you know, prayer, scripture, things mm-hmm. like that, how do you most frequently hear the voice of God? I think most most often daily, you know, 
uh, is through the the Word of God, yeah. through Scripture. That's when sort of I feel like it's reading me back, right? Yeah, <laughs> that absolutely. the Holy Spirit is pointing that out, and and then through the while I'm praying through the day, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I'll I'll sense that God's asking me to to pray for someone or um, asking me to call someone or something like that, like just yeah. a, just a little nudge uh-huh. that I feel like isn't mine, but it's the Lord, and very often. That's a that that is him, and mm-hmm. so the person I pray for needed praying for, I'll text him and say, "Hey, I'm praying for you." Like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. I yeah. needed that. Th- those are the the usual ones for me. Yeah, and I would say too, like th- those follow those nudges. If you're like, mm-hmm. "Man, how do you know that God's gonna like lead you and to call someone?" If you get a nudge, follow it, see where it goes, and mm-hmm. you'll find that honestly, a lot of times that is God. That is the yeah. Holy Spirit kind of trying to speak. You. And what's the worst that could happen with praying for someone? You know, like yeah. text. I pr- I felt like God wanted me to pray for you. The worst but- is like cool. Thanks. You know, like yeah. no one's going to be mad about it. Right. So try it and see, because honestly, it's really cool to see how many times God puts someone on your heart mm-hmm. because they're going through something. Yeah. How about you? Uh, so for me, it's definitely scripture. I think that's why we talk about scripture so much right. is because it's where we hear the voice of God. And then also during worship. So worship is um, kind of a this thing where we're singing and stuff, but also praying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a prayer atmosphere is the idea behind worship. And so I hear God's voice a lot when I'm singing, when I'm worshiping, um, not just at church, but also at home. Like if I've got worship music on, uh, it kind of helps me to be in a state of praying and talking to God. And, uh, and he speaks to me a lot through that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So question that comes up often, how do I know it's him and not just me? Like, how do I know it's God? And not me. We sort of mentioned that in the, in the last point. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, uh, he won't violate his word. Okay, right. so like scripture says certain things, he will never go back on that. So, you know, like if you're like, hey, um, you know, I'm dating this guy and I know scripture says we're not supposed to sleep together, but I think God is saying that we probably should. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a no. That's yeah. a no. That's he already God. said that's not, that's <laughs> not something he does. And so there are things that are clearly articulated in scripture. God will never go against that. Um, if, if you're praying about a career and it's one where you have to lie and manipulate people, God's probably not for that. Yeah. If you have to physically harm people in a career, God's probably not for that. Um, you know, just there's different things like that that God has already spoken to in his word, and uh, and he won't go back on that. And that's where godly counsel can be really helpful. Um, if you're kind of wondering, I think God might be saying this, take it to somebody. <laughs> I think God might be saying blank, you know, and uh, and let them kind of they might see something that is like, hey, this I don't think God says that in his word. Right. The next thing here is inner peace. How can we know it's God and not just me? There is a sense and talks about in scripture that the idea that God is a God of peace, a God yeah. of peace, not confusion. And so we can have a sense of peace, uh, inner peace, even maybe if God's asking us to do something difficult or something yeah. that we don't maybe not initially want to do. Like for me, when we made the transition into full-time ministry, uh, rather than my IT job, right? Yeah. Um, that wasn't an easy thing. No, that wasn't something we were just like s- every bit of it. We were super excited <laughs> yeah. about. Um, but when we were transitioning into that, like we had peace about it. Yeah, God gave me a sense of peace, even though I didn't know uh, what it was going to be like, and there was a lot that I was apprehensive about. I really did have a peace about it. Um, we can have that that in- sense of inner peace. The Holy Spirit can give us that um, toward a direction yeah. in our future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the cool thing is like over time, if your will is being conformed to the will of God, that's that's what happens as Christians as we're following him, you begin to want the things that he wants. So what you what you're desiring might actually be his will. Yeah. 
there isn't always a conflict between what you want and what God wants. Sometimes that's the same thing because we're becoming more like him Mm -hmm. as we follow him. And so I think a lot of times that may be times when we have the multiple options like you talked about, is that God can trust us because we know his voice and we want what he wants. And so when those options may be multiple or in front of us, he might be pleased with that because we want what he wants and he knows that he can help us change direction if we needed to. Yeah, absolutely. So question that comes up, why doesn't God speak to me like he does to others? Yeah, well, first of all, um, God speaks individually to each of us. Um, God is called our Heavenly Father in Scripture. It talks to Him a lot like a father. It talks about Him a lot like a father. And I think of my kids. So we have three kids. We have Asher, who's five, Lily, who's almost three, and Judah is three months old. So if I treated all of my kids exactly the same and spoke to them all exactly the same, we would be terrible parents. Yes. Like, terrible so Asher and Lily are getting old enough to grab their own snacks, right? We have this little like snack bucket in reach so they can go and just grab applesauce or goldfish when they're hungry. So they come ask us for food and we're like, yeah, yeah, go grab a snack and uh, sit at the table and you can have it, Yeah. right? So can you imagine if three-month-old Judah starts crying of hunger and I'm like, Judah, uh, you, you're free to help yourself to a bag of goldfish and uh, yeah. if you're hungry, go for it. He can't even, he can't, no way, that would yeah. be so cruel. So I understand that Judah is not yet able to walk over to get a snack Or even to chew food. So I pick him up when he cries and I bring his milk to him, right? And I think it's the same way with our walk with God. So God knows what we are and aren't capable of. He knows what we're ready for and what we're not. And so we just have to know that he speaks to us individually, knowing us individually. And uh, and so he's going to talk a little different to us. And that's okay. The second thing is sometimes like we look at another person and we're like, man, I wish God spoke to me like that chick. Like, Mm -hmm. man, she hears God so clearly. Um, and, and I would just ask, has this person that you wish you could hear God like been walking with God for a really long time? Yeah. We are like the microwave generation. We grew up on <laughs> pizza rolls and dino nuggets, right? Which, by the way, don't you hate how hot they got? Like, <laughs> it was never the right time to take a bite of a pizza roll. It's either way too hot or way too cold. Um, but sometimes we look at other people's lives and we want to instantly arrive, right? Yeah. In the areas that have taken them years to develop. I remember as a 15-year-old girl hearing a godly woman in her 50s talking about the closeness that she had with the Lord. And I was so jealous. And I look at that, I'm like, okay, come on. Like I was 15. She was 50. Like she had been walking with God so long that she had developed over time this closeness with God where she could hear his voice, where she could understand what he was saying. And I didn't I didn't even have my driver's license yet. Like she had fought hard to develop that intimacy with God that I expected to have overnight. And so sometimes in areas of our walks with God, it takes time to develop. So let's not compare and, and look to other people that maybe maybe we'll get there. Maybe right. it's just gonna take us a little bit of time. And I think the last thing is um, God knows the way that you're wired and he created you that way on purpose. And mm-hmm. so I remember we had a girl in Chi Alpha that was really analytical. Uh, she was a nursing major, and she was just a really rational thinker. So when she was making decisions, she'd like weigh out the options and like, well, this is the best, most strategic option. Mm-hmm. And if her emotions were in the way of a decision, she would she would like, okay, my emotions are in the way, so I'm not going to do that. So one time when she was talking to me about uh, her walk with God, she was like, man, I'm just so frustrated because other people hear God and they're, they have these emotional, really cool experiences with God, and I just don't have that. I'm not feeling that emotional connection to him. Yeah. And, and I asked her one time, I was like, okay, let's say that you had this crazy encounter with God where you were like crying on the floor. You were so <laughs> overcome with emotion and he gave you guidance about your um, future. Would you trust that? Would you trust that that was actually him or would you doubt it and think that you got emotional? Yeah. She was like, oh yeah, I would think my emotions got the best of me for <laughs> sure. 
And I was like, well, <laughs> girl, like he's not going to talk to you in a way that's not going to make sense to you. Right. So she began to laugh as she realized that like if God spoke to her in that same way that he does to some other people, she wouldn't even accept that he had actually spoken to her. So don't don't compare like just in general, don't compare because you you don't really know um, that you know God knows you and he's speaking yeah. to you in the way that he wants to speak to you in the way that you're going to respond to best and in the way that you need to be spoken to in this season. Right. So as long as you're asking for him to speak and you're willing to listen, just trust that he's going to do it in the right timing, the right way. Right. Yeah. Because if we get so frustrated that we're not hearing like someone else, we're going to miss it all together. Right? Yeah. So, so really quickly, what are some barriers to hearing his voice? Like, what are some things that, that actually can keep us from hearing God's voice for our future, hearing God's voice? So, so the first one is distraction. <laughs> Man, we can, we can be distracted because we just don't make any room for him to speak in our lives. We're constantly moving. We're constantly yeah. listening to something. We're constantly watching, watching something. So many inputs that there's no room yeah. for God to even speak. And here's the thing. It's a relationship, right? So what depth of communication do you have with someone if you spend zero time talking yeah. to them? Yeah, We'd have a terrible marriage if we, yeah. we didn't talk to each other. We yeah. have a terrible friendships if we didn't listen to our friends and spend yeah. time with them. And so often... We're just going a million miles an hour, yeah. and then we slam on the brakes. Like God, speak to me now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, and and so distraction keeps us. It's, it's a barrier between yeah. us and God. We can make time in our everyday life yeah. to hear from Him, yeah. and we should. Um, the second thing is divided loyalties or compartmentalization. I love this in James one five through eight, and this speaks exactly to what we're talking about. James says this: If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. So, if our loyalties are divided, like you're saying, God, I want you to speak in the area of my major. God, I want you to speak in the area of my future career. But if you could just not speak to me at all about my relationships, because yeah. I don't want to know what you think about my romantic relationship. Yeah, yeah. Or God, I give you you know, my romantic relationships, but if you touch my career, God, like <laughs> we're not, I'm not going to listen. Well, yeah. that's what he's saying. Like If you, if you want to hear his voice, you want to hear his voice for all areas of your yeah, life. And, it, and, and, and it's just in scripture here that if we don't want him to speak to all areas of our life, all areas of our life, we probably shouldn't expect him to speak. Yeah. <laughs> any, right? yeah, yeah. Because our loyalties are divided between him and other things. Really what we're talking about here is everything should be on the table. Mm-hmm. If we want to hear God's voice, everything's on the table, everything about our lives, because man, he knows best yeah. and we can trust him. No matter what he asks us to do, uh, we can trust him. And the, and the last one here is unrepentant sin. Like we can't expect God to lead us and guide us if we're just literally not following him yeah. and not intending to follow him. Sin creates separation from us and God. Adam and Eve in the garden, when they sinned, they hid from God. It, it is literally, there's a separation that happens. And so mm. if there are things in our life that we know are sin, that we're not repenting of, that will create a barrier between us and God. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we repent of that. Like if we want to hear God's voice, we have to want to follow him. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to want to listen to what he's asking us to do. So just repent of those things, turn back to God, begin mm-hmm. following him again, and you can know that um, he will begin to speak to you. In these areas. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a lot today about how, what are the ways God speaks? How do we know if it's God and not really just us? Um, yeah. how, how, what can block us from hearing God's voice? 
And uh, and again, there is more of that in the in the sermon. If you want to yeah. listen to that, there's a little bit more and different thoughts that we have about t- talking to God about our futures. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that you would add, Andrew? Yeah, I would just say in closing, God does want to speak to us. Mm. He really does. So we can develop an ear for his voice now so that we can recognize his voice even in the most mundane times in life. Yeah. And then when we seek his wisdom about these big decisions of our future, right? We already are aware of his voice. And I would challenge you. Maybe you're like, man, I don't know that I've ever heard the voice of God. I don't know that I've sensed his direction. Yeah. Um, ask for it. Right. Ask God, like, Lord, show me, show me direction. And and don't wait. Just like Andrew just said, don't only ask him about like, <laughs> where will I move in four years? Like, well, that's okay. Let's just start with like, hey, God, is there anything you want me to do today? God, is yeah. there anything you want to say to me today? Start with the small things and ask. And, uh, and when you feel some sort of prompting, Start walking in that direction. You know, if you feel like, hey, text your friend from class, text them and just reach out, whatever it is, and just start start taking those steps as he guides and leads, and it will make it so much easier to begin to um, to walk with him in the bigger areas of our lives. Yeah. So just like everything else in your life, Horn Frogs, we want to be a resource to you. Yeah. We want to walk through this with you. We want to help you in any way we can. So please reach out to us. Reach out to your life group leader. Uh, connect with someone in Chi Alpha. We want to help you grow in relationship with Jesus, grow in hearing his voice. So we love you guys and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. God bless and go frogs.